0: So, what do you do when the government is about to seize all your assets for unpaid back taxes? You leave the country <laughs> and you and your band hide out in a former Nazi headquarters in France and just end up recording one of the greatest albums of all time. I, of course, am talking about Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones on this loop. Well, on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast, we're going to give you the crazy story behind this classic album. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all freaking ages—it's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus Podcast, and my name is Ludini. I am your host, your ringleader, welcoming everybody this week. Uh, we are really excited. We have never done a podcast about the Rolling Stones. Okay, so uh, we're gonna get into that in a minute. First of all, we have to do a little bit of business. You and me, listen, guys. I don't know if you're aware of what's going on in the world, but people like Patreon and YouTube and Facebook are throwing people off of platforms and shutting down groups left and right. This is why it's so important that you go to music.com and throw your email address in there, okay? That that way, in case things go sideways, you guys could st- you'll still have access to the podcast. We can still hang out. We can... St- pivot quickly and have something else set up so that we don't miss a beat here. But we gotta have your email address so that we don't lose touch in the meantime. Lulambardi music.com will get you that. More information on Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is all kind of goodies there as well. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. You want to download that app. You want to download that app because this week only there's uh, debuting a new show. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Tit-Talk oh, with God. Lily V6. Um, wow. So,
1: yeah. That's not confirmed. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Lones. Thanks, Bones.
0: Thanks, Bones. All right. Um, thank God Will Smith isn't here yet. <laughs> I need. Mean. It was a G.I. Jane joke. <laughs> um, so. Oh, hell. Get uh, Lily's boobs out. At- your mouth!
1: <laughs> I quit.
0: I'm going to Wait, home. No, come back. How? Oh. Um, but no, seriously, go to Rock... I, we've digressed. I, I'm sorry. Rock Rage Radio, we love you. Rock Rage Radio.com uh, uh, is where you go to download the app for Rock Rage Radio. Yes. It is a 24-7 awesome music content, you know, in your ears, to your guts, orgasms, up your ass. Wow. It It's going to get you and every... It's going to fill... Rock Rage Radio <laughs> will leave no orifice of yours right. unfulfilled. Right. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. Every orifice <laughs> will be Every. satiated. Oh, hell. oh, my. Look at the big orifice. Once you download the app at rockrageradio.com. Um, I have a feeling I'm saying things that maybe I... No. No? No? No, it's, it's apropos. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in any case, I'm, well, you know, this is, well, you know, this is my, you know, this is just me. I got to be me. Um, and I also want to say, of course, we have to give a shout out to our brother. Yes. From another mother. Yes. His name is the man. Yes. Chris. Oh. Thunder. Do it. Wolf Dotson. Yeah. If you want to go to Wolf's Customs Online, and get custom artwork done on your musical instrument of your choice. They do amazing stuff. Hollow Flash is just one thing, but check them out. Go to Wolf's Customs. Uh, you can find them all over social media. That's where you're gonna see all the cool f- pictures and everything. Chris Thunderwolf Dotson, Check him out. He, reach out to him. Tell him Ludini sent you. Um, okay, guys, we uh, have the uh, Lily and uh, Pittsburgh Kevin mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. in the uh, in the house tonight. Hey. Um, but before I get to those guys. Yeah. You know, it's always me, me, me. Um, You're so humble. I know. <laughs> it is my birthday. Oh! Yay! It is my birthday. I am uh, 25. Uh, 25 years young today. I believe him. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. If I could turn back time, Ooh, that little
2: now you're getting flagged. <laughs> now we got thrown off of every platform no, for that.
0: Um, yes, so happy birthday to me. Happy um, birthday. I love life. I'm really grateful to have uh, you know another year. Mm-hmm. And um, some people might look back at the my the past year that I've had and say, you know, it was rough. Um, you know, it was kind of consciousness expanding and mm-hmm. kind of. Um, you know, educational, and I learned a lot about myself, despite you know all the craziness that went down. So um, no, I'm happy. I, I you know, um, it, I I'm grabbing it by you know with both fucking hands and jumping in and uh, enjoying it. That's what uh, what I live by. We always quote and talk about. The movie Spinal Tap here, you know we love that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Viv Savage. That's my motto too. Have a good time, mm-hmm. all, all the time. The time. And um, I, uh, I, I have some other businesses and stuff like that. Most people that work with me know that, like, I like to cut up, you know, and joke around and have fun. So uh, what you hear here, <laughs> this is not too far off. No. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> I am day all day. the time. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, you know, we all have our moments, but I, uh, this is home base. So, anyways. Um. Uh, thank, thank you guys for all the support I got so many uh, birthday wishes And everything today I'm so grateful And uh, so I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to respond to everybody Tomorrow uh, when I sober up uh, so, uh, But anyway So I just wanted to throw that out there Let everybody know
1: um, Okay so we have Lily So Lily what's going on girlfriend um, I didn't do anything show related this weekend But uh, I will be in Rockville in Daytona Beach and, oh. <laughs> I'm like Rockville, yeah. <laughs> um, the weekend of I think it's the nineteenth through the twenty third. So if you're going there, say hey, I'll be there. Get me drunk, it's fine. You know, get me really drunk. <laughs> but um other than that, listen to my show. It's hot licks with Lily Six Thursday nights, six PM Eastern time on Rock Rage Radio. For free. What? Yeah, Rockridge
0: Radio. that's totally free. I don't know if yeah you know, we didn't mention. I was so busy talking about how satisfied all your orifices would be that I forgot to mention. You got excited. That your free. wallet will be satisfied because it mm. will be it will be free. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, see, I said every orifice. Oh my goodness! And speaking of every orifice,
1: oh, wow. <laughs> you knew that was coming. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I'm dude. Oh, my God.
0: I love you, brother. Oh wow, man! Oh uh, excuse me. So. We have uh, Pittsburgh Kevin. What's yes. up,
2: Pittsburgh Kevin? So I uh, went to the hockey game last night, the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Rangers. They spanked them, right? <laughs> like that. Um, but you know what? Um, you, you know, I'm Pittsburgh Kevin. I'm Mr. Pittsburgh. And when I came back to the show, I'm like, you know, should I should I just run with that persona? I'm like, no, you know, I'm just going to use my regular voice and, you know, just do Pittsburghese every now and again. Well, I sat in Yinzer's Central... Last night It's the whole place It is the whole place But I was <laughs> really it's the there the whole place And I'm like You know what You guys You're welcome For me not doing that All the time During the podcast Because Lily would stab me In the throat After yeah, I a while probably yeah. just burn you But uh yeah It was a great game you. Great game uh, Proud to be a Pittsburgher And uh There it is I love you guys And Lou Happy birthday Lou I'm just, Lou Lou I want to do something now Are you ready oh, boy.
3: Happy <laughs> birthday
2: to you. No. Honky the Clown's here for you. I swear to God, I will leave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do Buns for Goo, but that's all right. But anyway, happy birthday, man. I love you. I love you so much, man.
0: All right. Thank you guys very much. I did get uh, nice presents uh, from... Uh, the family here so thank you very much Um okay guys so um I was um, also in addition to being my birthday this yeah. is the first day in about five days or so yeah. that I felt almost human I got uh, got really ill and uh, at, while I what do you do when you're really sick right there's like you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you don't feel like right. doing crap Yep. You, you on lay the on the couch.
2: Sometimes I feel like doing crap when I'm sick, but that's a different Crack. story.
0: Um, so, so what do you do? You watch what? You watch TV, right. you movies. watch movies, movies. things mm-hmm. like that. You know, eat
1: horribly. Well, I do. So
0: yes. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, at first I was not hungry. When, once things kind of eat started to kind of die down a bit, then I got, I ate a lot. <clears throat> but um, I watched some movies yes. that I had because. I don't know, man. I'm a little skeptical about a lot of modern Hollywood movies. So I'm, I find myself saying, well, what was a great movie that I loved that I haven't mm-hmm. seen and I would like to see again? And um, I uh, had a little Kathleen Turner Film oh. Festival. Oh. Kathleen oh.
2: Turner Overdrive? Yeah. Kathleen nice. Turner Overdrive. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good.
0: Yeah. Um, What'd you watch? I watched um, V.I. Wachowski. Wow. And I watched Romancing the Stone. I
1: love wow. that movie. Okay, now, now,
0: there's completely R- different yeah. movies. Now, yeah. this is like, <clears throat> Romancing the Stone actually came out before V.I. V- v- I it- 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 Romancing the Stone if is like, remember after Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. came out? Like, right. There was like, well, well, let's do all these kind of adventure stories. And there was a lot of yawn, ones that were yawn. And mm-hmm. there were some that weren't like, you know, were okay yeah. and this is, was actually one that turned out really good because there was a romantic what, what they did yes. was they made a romantic comedy that guys would like yeah, exactly right that'd be a good podcast 10 romantic comedies that guys actually could oh, like oh there you go yeah. um, the guys would had-
1: Will admit to liking. <laughs> well, what it is is they
0: disguise them as something else. Yes, yes. <clears throat> and guys, so guys and guys, guys like them.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, like uh, uh, High Fidelity. That's mm-hmm. a romantic comedy that guys like. Yes, you exactly. know what I mean. Absolutely. So, and in any case, um, it's a it's flawless. Like it is really, yeah. really good. Um, there's some places in it. Actually, really aren't too many places where we might today modern audiences might consider slow. It's got mm-hmm. a pretty good pace. It moves mm-hmm. along pretty yeah. quickly. Um, it was very family friendly. I remember seeing it with my family when I, when I when it came out. We went to the movie theater and saw it, all four of us. And my parents were uncomfortable with the where they where they Michael the, the Douglas character is throwing the marijuana on oh, the fire right, right. <clears throat> right. they were like you know that you know we had to get a don't do drugs le- lecture after yes, that you know <laughs> of course on the way home but um uh you know it, it, and it, and they were they're able to do like a lot of stuff with this and it was and it has got Danny DeVito in it, like mm-hmm. you know, Michael Douglas. Michael, Doug- Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner did three really good movies together. Yes. Um, this they, *Romance to Jewel and and *The War of the Roses*. Yes.
3: Awesome. And
0: um, I have not *War of the Roses* mm-hmm. on my list. I'm going to watch that at some point too. But Kathleen Turner was like a pretty big deal for people my age like mm-hmm. she had this really giant kind of like explosion in the 80s and um, with the, with these movies that resonated with people about my age so she was a kind of hero or whatever Ooh. at that time I've met her oh, oh cool, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> and nice. I was you know in love with her and so a couple of years later she did this movie called VR Wachowski which is based on a detective um, series mm-hmm. and and just like Fletch with Chevy mm-hmm. Chase it's, and when you watch this movie you realize right away oh Fletch was big so maybe That's, we could yeah. do a female Fletch mm-hmm. with Kathleen we'll get somebody like Kathleen Turner who everybody loves <clears throat> Kathleen brings her A game but it just is not a good movie it's just not a good I've never one. seen it so I don't know it's just not good it's just <laughs> not unfortunately contribute. like if you go like I love Kathleen <laughs> Turner and I'm just kind of curious like it's a kind of time capsule it's like f- interesting for that but it's just kind of like
3: yeah yeah
0: it just doesn't yeah um but there's and there's but the cool thing there's a lot of character actors and stuff from that era that you go like oh I remember that guy he was in yep, everything he yep. was in everything you know it's yeah. like that kind of thing um but it's just not they it's definitely not Fletch yeah, yeah, you're like not even close. I mean, you know, and um, and and so you could tell that like I, I had to, I remember seeing it like thinking immediately, like when it was over like they're they're trying to launch some kind of series like mm-hmm. they want you know but it it That's just it wasn't a good movie take, it didn't yeah. do well <clears throat> and un- unfortunately it just didn't go but um and, and and the other two movies that I watched that were I would c- compare and contrast was uh, Cape Fear oh mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the De Niro I was gonna say the second or, one yeah okay. with yeah the, and Nick Nolte that is yeah Juliet. Lewis. Lewis. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. What, what, how that happened. I mean, dude, like, I don't know if you could make that movie today.
3: Mm -hmm. I don't know,
0: man. Like, but it is, it is a really good thriller. I was like, Mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing it when it came out and being like really blown away by it. And I was completely blown away all over again. I was like, damn, this is good. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, watch it. And um, the other movie I watched in that sort of same thing was Gothica with um, oh, um, not seen Ethan, that. Halle Berry. Oh, 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 I'm thinking of yeah. something else. Okay, And yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Halle Berry, she's, you know, again, she brings her A-game, but, like, the movie doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there's too many things, like, Come on, <clears throat> there's if, the, if a movie is, like, really good, you can forgive a little mm-hmm, thing over mm-hmm. here and a little thing over there. But there's, like, stuff that's kind of, like, really germane to the plot did you go like that would never happen like like you know you know and it's not set in like some kind of crazy science fiction universe where anything could happen no it's a supposed to be like a normal thing it's a cool uh, and there's a lot of cool ideas and she gives her a game but it's just like kind of like I was like you know you know I mean like she's a great like um but she seems to have bad luck
3: Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, she
0: just kind of gets cast in the wrong stuff. But she did show, show up for her Razzie for um Cat Did Woman. she? That's yeah. cool. See, she went, you know, she's right. like, yeah, we made a silly movie. Catwoman, yeah. A
1: horrible movie.
0: <laughs> I still have to rewatch Freddy Got Fingered, but
2: <laughs>
3: we'll
1: uh, uh, you ca-
2: Call me over. Oh, dude, we'll do that. You call me well, over. Well, we got to watch Freddy Got Fingered. And I'll lose my number. We'll, we'll, now, <laughs> you and I will probably quote all. All the way through. We'll yeah, through I, I got Yeah, I
0: haven't seen it in a long time, so I could talk about movies all day. We're not yes. going to talk about. We're going to talk about *Exile yeah. on Main Street*. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that
1: yeah. What we're talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that what you okay? Yeah,
2: did okay. you not? Did, oh, I thought
1: we were talking about Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack shooters.
2: Oh, uh, Dag Nabbit, Captain Geach. something <laughs> no. got lost in the translation.
1: <laughs> no, I, I As... have the correct notes. Don't okay, worry. good,
2: good. <laughs> we had a he's <laughs> got like a book there.
1: Well, I wanted it, to did, get there's all the a things. lot, okay, about there's a this. lot about the yeah. yeah, there's a lot about and this.
2: rightfully so. What's and I also right have now? my
1: new and notable, okay, so okay. what I, I like,
0: what it well, oh my god. Wow. You no- okay, Why? just I'll show you mine real quick. I swear to God, if it's the same one. Screaming. Nobody else on the same one because I saw this and I went like, I, I wonder if Lily's going to pick this.
1: No. All okay. right. Okay. That's
2: one.
3: That's what I picked. Yes. Like... <laughs> yes. <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: Subst- I, didn't want you,
0: I didn't want the audience to know what you're We talking didn't want about. the audience we to, want know. to we want, be wanna, we want to save the suspense. So here's what we're gonna do. We did this um um a couple weeks ago on something and she Lily kinda started it off and then I kinda interjected. I think we kinda tag teamed. Oh, do you wanna do that again? Yeah. So so why don't you go ahead and start and then I will <laughs> fill in I will fill in because I think I have a lot of little bits. I, mm-hmm. I watched. Um, there's a movie about this mm-hmm. called "Stones in Exile," yeah. and I rewatched it and took copious notes. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like so, like, so as you mm-hmm. uh, go through, I may be able to uh, add. Color. Well, yeah, because
1: I'm not going to read this word for word. Right. So there's that. <laughs>
0: <coughs> I'm so
1: just, you know.
0: Okay. So I need Do to. It. So go ahead, Lily. Okay.
1: Uh, Exile on Main Street, Rolling Stones, May twelfth, nineteen seventy-two. So we're almost on wow. the anniversary there. Um. The 12th American studio album by English rock band, The Stones, excuse me, The Rolling Stones, released in 72, um, began recording in 69 in England. 69, dudes! Knew that was coming Mm. for Sticky Fingers and continued in mid-1971 in the south of France, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce that villa name. Um,
2: the Villa Strangietta. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs>
1: While the band lived abroad as tax exiles. as They Lou. lived as broads? They did live as broads, oh yes. Oh my.
2: <laughs> they lived as broads. <laughs> I
1: hate you guys. Come on. By the spring of 71, the Stones had spent the money they owed in taxes and left uh, Britain before the government could seize their assets. Mm. And Jagger settled in Paris with his new bride, Bianca, mm. and guitarist Keith Richards, and rented the villa that I'm not going to try to pronounce in Nice. <laughs> um, the other members settled in the South of France as a suitable as a suitable recording studio could not be found where they could continue to work on the album. Richard's basement. It's,
0: it's Nelcott. It's pronounced Nelk. It's sure. just Nelcott. That's what it's called. No Carter. Cart-
1: Carter. Nel Carter. No Carter. Became a makeshift studio using the band's mobile recording truck. <laughs> the Rolling Truck Stones thing just outside.
3: Look at that. From
1: uh, that that's
0: a I mean that that's a reference to that mm-hmm. in Smoke on the Water. Go ahead. <clears throat>
1: Sorry, I had to take a drink. Yes, you uh did. the recording was completed with overdub sessions at the LA Sunset Sound and included additional musicians, and I'm not reading them all. Okay, listen.
0: <laughs> so um this album mm. <laughs> yes. starts out under this terrible thing. These guys were assuming that their management was paying the taxes. Right. Yeah. They, you know, they had they're rock stars and they're How on drugs, they know?
3: you know. <laughs> they, I, be, I mean, they are
0: on drugs. What's one of the reasons oh, what made them rock stars is they did copious amounts of mm, all kinds of substances. It's the lifestyle. And they didn't die. So right. that makes you like a rock star. Yes. <clears throat> so, um, so, but, and, and they saw very little money. They weren't making like anything. And they were like, what the hell's going on here? And it was your management who was, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, um, they ended up in this very bad position uh, Position. so they escaped to France and they didn't all live around where Keith uh, Villa was in, in Nelcott um, like Charlie lived a couple hours away Nick Nick Mick was living in Paris mm-hmm. and Bianca was going to have her baby and mm-hmm. you know there was so there was a lot there was a lot going on so they would travel you know a couple hours or so to Keith's uh, villa to, uh, to work on the music. Um, they didn't, and, and when they, when they went there, like Glenn Johns and some of the other guys who were working with them did scout studios for them and they were, none of them wanted to go to a studio. Mm-hmm. They just were like, we don't want to go to a studio. So they they set up in, in the basement of this Villa. And, and when we say villa, it's okay for all intents, it's a castle, right? right. Just call it right. what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's not a villa, it's just it's actually a castle, okay? <laughs> so, you know, so they set up in the basement, and a lot, you know, they complained about the sound. and I know that uh, the you know, Glenn Johns was like, like, anytime I had to tell somebody to we were going to start recording, I had to get out of the trailer, I had to go to each room. They all were like in different rooms yeah. and tell each person, you know, we're going to, I mean, you know, he's mm-hmm. like sucked. Yeah. And um, now today with the keep
3: monitoring the and everything, you know monitoring. what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that exactly.
0: could be done. Like you could keep yourself on there. And he could text you, Yeah. you right. know what I mean? Like, right. you know, send out a group text. Okay, here we go. You know, Um. so it's um. you know, it, it, it's a, it's just a, it's just a giant pain in the ass, you know, but mm-hmm. it was this, fr- it was It was May, so it's, you know, late spring, south of France. Mm-hmm. I mean, hello. I mean, the weather is perfect. Yes. You know, there's plenty of room for people to come and crash. You know, there's rooms everywhere. You know, anybody could stay anywhere they wanted. Um, And that's exactly what they ended up doing, like, with people... You know, camping out all over the place, and um, it was like the kind of party that never ends, yeah. type of thing. Now, not everybody was there all the time, <clears throat> and they had multiple musicians. There's a lot, like both Ian Stewart and Nicky Hopkins, who are famous uh, uh, keyboard uh, and piano players, that played with like everybody, uh, every like British rocker rock band out there. Both play on this album. Like they're both on, like, you know, so there's tons of people like Bobby keys is on this album. Mm-hmm. They actually brought Bobby to France. He was like, he didn't know what was going on. He was like, they were like, can you want to come and live in, in Keith's house in France? And he was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Summertime uh, mm, with France, know. gorgeous women, mm, half naked laying geez. all over the place. Come I'm in a, I'm in the biggest rock band in the world. Right. I guess no. I'm going.
1: The answer is no. <laughs>
0: But anyways, before they left to go there, they did do a little farewell t- tour in in England. Yeah, to kind I, of that like was nice yeah. of
3: them. <laughs> um, like we're leaving. So, don't
0: tell anybody. And they did bring, uh, they did bring their families, so everybody was there. Um, at this time, um, Keith was with Anita Palenberg,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and we're going mm-hmm. to talk about her at some point here. Uh, they loved England. They did not want to move. It was not something that they were looking forward to. There's, there's video. They're, they're interviewed. Where they're, you could, it's very obvious they're not right. happy about the situation. You know, um, so, um, so these were just very. Oh, the only guy who was really looking forward to was Mick Taylor and Bobby Keys. And <laughs> Mick Taylor was like he was a newer Stone. He had replaced. Um, um, Brian. Brian. Yeah. And um, so he, it was still all kind of new and shiny and exciting mm-hmm, to him, mm-hmm. you know, but he was really ex- excited by it. But um, so um, there was all kind of problems with the humidity and the mm. electricity. Um, but what started to happen was because they built this like, you know, kind of like vibe there, <clears throat> they started to be very creative. And, um, the this music started to kind of come out, and they would just jam on like chord progression or riff for like you know, really, mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. long time. Um, Marshall Chess, who's their label rep, came down you know, like one week and then came back the next week, and they were still working on the same song. He was really upset.
1: <laughs> <You> now <laughs> a week later, he's like,
0: Most bands go in mm-hmm. three days and have it all, you know, have all the songs written and you're ready to go. And he's they're working on the same song for two weeks. Um, uh, but Keith assured him that the best way this band works is when they don't think they're actually working. Right. That's <laughs> fucking that, around. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how. That's exactly how they kind of ran it. Mm-hmm. And they just he and, and Keith said he says my only concern was we just kept the tape rolling. Just keep the tape mm-hmm. rolling because you don't know what you're gonna Catch, get. Yeah. Some magic. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this um, they had been at this point, they had been a big rock band for you know, a number of years. They had toured the world several times and um, especially America. They loved America. And this the, the music on this album is so eclectic because this is they sort of just were had absorbed all this folk music from like around the world, but primarily America. And it, they were just sort of playing around with that. Yeah. You know, and there's some stuff on here that is very like straight up rockabilly. Right. And, exactly. You know, things yeah. like that. You know, they just, you know, they were just kind of down for anything. As Lily said, As many guest musicians. We could talk about that. Um, uh, so they had, uh, they were there all summer. Um, but by mid September, <clears throat> eight guitars, a bass, and a saxophone had been stolen. Um, yes. And before fall <laughs> no. hit in, everybody really left, and Keith uh, Keith, and Anita feared, they were afraid of getting busted. And, and Anita's uh, on record as saying something to the effect that, like, it was a real shame at the time because there was nowhere you could go to go do drugs and not get busted. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> you have to understand, like, at this time, like, drugs and rock, were like synonymous and the governments of the world were really frowned on drugs. And they took it as a kind of point of pride to try mm-hmm. to bust these like people that were so counterculture who they thought were screwing up society. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all left. So they wouldn't get into any kind of trouble or anything like that. And um, they ended up going to LA, but they only had the, a lot of the stuff was just fragments. Right so when it really, the, the album gets assembled in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and, um, this is where they kind of do the more serious work, but there is stuff on there. Um, that is just, it, it is right from there. Like, like the basic tracks mm-hmm. are from that basement from in, in, yeah. the, and, yeah. in, 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 Nelcott. That is basically what you're hearing. Um, there's, I mentioned the documentary of stones in exile. Um, the uh, there's a member from that from the band Kings of Leon. I don't remember his name. He's interviewed about this, and he says he says I had no idea. He says I assumed that they were in Memphis or somewhere. Right. He says it sounds like or yeah, you know right. or you know in Mississippi or somewhere like it has that kind bluesy, of yeah that bluesy, really southern, really yeah. southern blues kind of sound. Um, but um they went through hours and hours and all tapes and started putting things together. Keith would mix a song. Then Mick would go in and mix it and they would fight. <laughs> They'd get mad at each other. <clears throat> um, Aww. and, uh, one of the things, so, so, so there's a lot of kind of cutting and pasting and putting things together and, you know, then coming in and adding a little thing here and a mm-hmm. little thing. There's backup background vocals were added. I believe Ry Cooter is playing some guitar in this wow. album as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, to get the lyrics, you know, you know, he was doing stream as they were cutting these like demos or whatever in France. You know, he's just kind of making up some stuff. He had some notes, but nothing uh-huh. he had really firm right. on the, a lot of these songs. And um, so Mick was. So what they had written cutouts. With lines of with lines mm-hmm. with lyrics on them, and they were just cut. They were just moving them around right L- on literally the floor. The, the
1: manual cutting yeah. and yeah. pasting. Yeah. yeah, and they were just
0: <laughs> moving them around on the floor, and that goes with that. And I put that in that song, you know. <laughs> and uh, it's, oh, I found that so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, a musician myself, like you know, a songwriter myself, I find that just absolutely. If you get a chance, watch the documentary Stones in Exile. Did we want to? Now this album has the songs like like a lot of great songs on it. It is not the album with their like biggest hits,
2: right. per se. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no.
0: but there is two songs that are absolutely all time classics, mm-hmm. uh, that you would hear on the local rock station here in Pittsburgh, I'm sure, every single day. But, um, why don't we go ahead, Lily? You want to talk
1: about the tracks real quick? Sure, um, side one, <laughs> rocks off, um, opening song. Uh, recorded between July 71 and 72 it's one of the songs on the album that was recorded at the villa the lyrics of the song are sort of difficult to hear on this one because all of the um, vocals were mixed very low um, and it was uh, described suggestive disassociation as as if from intravenous drug injection is what I was reading <laughs> oh. um, the song, the song's mix is notoriously haphazard. As many instruments and even the lead vocals fade in and out of prominence. The villa's basement, where many of the songs were recorded, was extremely hot, and many of the guitars could not stay in tune. As a result, so um, and some say that the song actually uh, perfectly sets the mood for what's to follow. So like the mis, uh, the mulky mark murky, murky gritty and menacingly raw sound that comes from the rest of the album. Is that all? <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. fine. You don't have
0: to like get no. you know. You don't have to go like crazy on it. We just get the beat because there's a lot of songs. Yeah, you know, we're gonna go through this kind of quickly. Okay. Rip this joint. Mm-hmm.
1: One of the fastest songs, um, sort of a rockabilly feel. Some people say this might be
0: their fastest song. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true.
1: <laughs> it was pra- uh The song was played frequently by the Stones throughout the early mid '70s. Appeared on the concert film "Ladies and Gentlemen, the Rolling Stones." Before disappearing completely from their set list, the song was reintroduced to the band's set list um, at various club dates in Europe on the 1995 Voodoo Lounge Tour. Uh, the song was included as the closing track to the Stone 75 compilation album, and the song was played in the opening scene of the film Way of the Gun. An American pop band, Green Day, has performed the song on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, now, the, now there are a couple of covers, I believe, on this, and this is one of them
1: um uh, shake your hips yeah mm-hmm. originally uh written by slim harpo who was a louisiana bluesman uh, the rolling stones recorded the song from their album exile on main street it was Mick jaggers idea to record it for the album it was recorded to sound like a 50s record or that, that
2: that's not what it no.
1: <laughs> i do have a fun um thing about one of the songs when we get to it okay um, the next song, Casino Boogie. Casino
0: Boogie. Mm. Now,
1: now, you know, song like Shake Your Hips and the songs like Rip, Rip
0: This Joint. Like, Kev, I don't know, Lily, if you are um, young, old enough to remember, but there was a time when bands would like not obligatorily, but. Very often would put some kind of traditional song or traditional right. arrangement, like you all. We always talk about the song. We talk about that album by Ario Speed, by High Infidelity, mm-hmm. and they have a song in your letter, which right, is a which kind is of traditional fifties doo-wop yeah. kind of thing, right? Okay. And there's tons of band, like Led Zeppelin, like has several albums where they do just a straight blues song, right? You know, because yeah. like you know that you know, and it was very common at that time when you go see a band live. There was a lot of times the band would do a blues jam, even though they uh-huh. weren't, and a lot of he, even heavy bands did yeah. stuff like that. Um, so people were accustomed to bands like doing this sort of like you know well, we're gonna we're gonna put put a rootsy thing out here, okay. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean, a rockabilly thing or a country thing right. or a, um, a a blues thing. Um, it wasn't. Um, Crazy, like it wasn't out there right, a, a, right. at all. Like, and you wouldn't have really been criticized for putting a couple of those on your album. People mm-hmm. would have, it was kind of expected, you know, yeah. especially if you're especially if you had a kind of feet in the blues already, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you know, th- you know, we I'm just wanting to put that in context that mm-hmm. that was something right, that right. was, you know, something it out
2: of the ordinary, yeah. It was it wouldn't
0: have been, been yeah. nothing now? I want this next song is, um. Is my lyrics with Ludini this week? Because, oh, but, oh, but 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 I, and, and I so I want to talk about. It. I love this song. Go Tumbling ahead. Tumbling dice. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, a product of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards' songwriting partnership, it has a blues boogie woogie rhythm that deal that scholars and musicians have noted for its unusual tempo and groove. Not sure what that means. I'm sure you can elaborate on that a little more. Um, the lyrics are about a gambler who cannot remain faithful to any woman. The song is the lead single for, single from the album. Spent eight weeks on the UK charts, peaking at number five. In U- US, it peaked at number seven.
0: Okay. Um, Sweet Virginia, not to be confused with Meet Virginia.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, it's a slow country-inspired inspired song written by uh, Jagger and Richards. The song featured a harmonica solo by Jagger mm-hmm. and a saxophone solo by Bobby Keys. And I don't really have anything. Is this the so.
0: one, w- w- wipe the shit right off your shoes? Is, that, is it Sweet Virginia that has the...
1: Got to wipe the gin right off your shoes. I think that's it. Torn and Frayed. Um, Twangy, three-chord honky-tonk, but not really country. Maybe that's the song I (laughs) think. I get them Um, mixed up. It's it's the most overtly Parsons-influenced cut the Stones ever recorded with a country soul flavor. Parsons
0: in reference to Graham Parsons. Yes, sorry.
1: Reminiscent of the Parsons front.
0: Who, Graham Parsons, by the way, is in the video footage of Mick... And Bianca's Wedding.
1: Oh. Wow. Well, it is reminiscent of the Parsons-fronted Flying Burrito Brothers from uh, the 1969 album The Gilded Palace of Sin. Oh, boy. (laughs) It follows a vagabond-like guitar player whose coat is torn and frayed. It was also covered by the Black Crows. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Oh, the song, one last time it was played, um, was in Pittsburgh, June 23rd, 2012. I wanted to throw that out there. Sweet Black Angel. (laughs) Here we go,
2: Pittsburgh. Here
0: we
1: go. go. (laughs) Black and
0: Gold Angel. Mm -hmm. It was
1: uh, was also released on a single as the B-side to Tumbling Dice prior to the album. The song features a West Indian rhythm, uh, one of the few outright political songs released by the Rolling Stones. Uh, Jagger was inspired to write the song after seeing a poster of civil rights activist Angela Davis. Though Angela Davis is not mentioned in the name of the lyrics, the lyrics of the song... um, called Justice for Davis. At the time, Davis was facing murder charges. Um, Take a little sip from my Loving Cup. <laughs> uh, an early version of Loving Cup with a completely different piano intro was recorded between April 69 at the Olympic Sound Studios in London during the Let It Bleed sessions. After the release of Exile on Main Street, Alan Klein sued the Rolling Stones for breach of settlement because Loving Cup and four other songs on the album were composed while Jagger and Richards were under contract with his company, I'm gonna call
3: it just Abco
1: because that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, side three. So that's two. That's two
0: sides. Okay. Yep. That's the first. That's disc. a lot of
1: damn songs. That's a yeah. lot of damn songs. Okay.
0: Wait, there's more. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch more. Um, the ne- You know, the- some of the highlights though on the album, um, are for sure, um, "Rocks Off," "Tumbling Dice," mm-hmm. "Sweet Virginia," "Love and Cup," and this next song is unique because this is one of the few songs in the band that Keith is known for on vocals. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: Second single from the album, written primarily by Keith Richards. Um, Trying to go past stuff I don't want to read. According to Richards, we did that uh, in an afternoon and only four hours cut and done. At noon, it never existed. At four o'clock, it was on tape. The only one of the, was the only single by the band to uh, chart on the Hot 100 while Richards sang lead. Wow. He uh, often sings "Happy" in concert and has become one of his signature tunes. Performances on the song through 78 also featured Jagger's voice in the chorus. Yeah, he uh, could jag. Yeah, jag, jag. Yeah, old yeah. jag. Hey,
0: yo, jag! You gonna sing along, Keith, today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they wrote that. Um, he wrote that. I need a. I need a love. Is Anita. And it's a oh, reference to Anita Pallenberg. That's
3: nice.
0: Um That's a weird relationship. You know that story? I don't. That's I don't know Ryan anything about Jones' Oh girlfriend. oh girlfriend. I didn't know. And then oh he, he, they fire him and oh he thinks his girlfriend. Of him. And then the guy kills himself. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's a whole thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a kind of weird thing. Um, I don't have what's turd on the run okay
1: so this is where I have a fun story (laughs) I actually found a whole article on this turd on the run no it's
0: not that at all
1: I found an article from far out magazine (laughs) it hardly has any information (laughs) on it far out man <laughs> the guy in the article said everything about. Far Out
0: magazine. <laughs> right.
1: Only Lily
0: reads Far Out magazine. I they got, only read they've it once. one They've res- got one subscriber and it's, yes, it's Lily really Oh, shut
1: the hell <laughs> up. <laughs> Far
0: Out magazine.
1: He says <laughs> everything Far about Turd on the Run is shrouded in either mystery or indifference. The exact lineup for um, Master Take is uncertain, putting Mick Taylor's participation into question, and the band's never um, attempted it live. Not even revivals from acts like Pussy Galore and Fisher uh, are enough to move the needle. What gives? Why is "Turn on the Run barely mentioned within the Rolling Stones' history, especially given its prominent place on Exile? Maybe it's because, as you could possibly guess from the title, <laughs> it's just one big poop joke. Yeah. <laughs> this is made clear in the second verse when Jagger hangs on tight mm-hmm. as the center of his affections make off with his diamonds, leaving him with only a single parting gift, venereal disease.
2: Aww. <laughs> but really?
1: basically, that's it. <laughs> I-, I thought they wrote it about, like the,
0: the like, the toilet overflowing.
1: Well, it, it's, wow, it's it's you, sort of about potty humor. You, so. you have a
2: much more simplistic view of life than.
1: <laughs> I just know what I
0: see. <laughs> a plunger. There it is.
2: <coughs>
0: um, <coughs> this song, this next song, Ventilator Blues," should have been remade during the pandemic by somebody.
1: <laughs> wow, um, Mark's one of the only two times guitarist Mick Taylor was given credit alongside regular so- alongside regular Stones scribes Jagger and Richards. The second time being uh, the song "Crisscross," which was not officially released until 2020. Um, the song itself is uh, it's bluesy. It's kind of low. Um, Jagger double tracks the lead vocal, a studio technique rarely used in the Rolling Stones recordings. Um, they have performed the song live only once at P- Pacific Coliseum in Vancouver, British Columbia hmm. in 1972. Wow. That's
0: how much they like it. Yeah, I just you know. want to see his face as a kind of like what, a kind of like gospel kind of yes. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't know.
0: You don't have anything on that? What about Not let much. it loose?
1: Um an emotional gospel blues ballad with a fervent religious feeling. Um, hey, oh, apparently geez. Jagger was attending church services. Of the Reverend James Cleveland and remained deeply impressed by the singing of the gospel choir Which is what inspired him to write songs like Peter. this one and the last one. So. I gotta tell you
0: man if you've speaking to Mick Jagger yeah. If, if we're, we're getting to the last side here if you've never seen get on up the story of James Brown oh. the M- Mick Jagger Bruce, oh. you got to say it.
1: yeah, it, it, it just it's just it's all it's a whole other level all down the line uh, this song, at one point, was to be the lead single from the album. It was ultimately released as a single as the B-side of Happy. It's an um, electric rock song, open side four. Acoustic version of the song was recorded in 69 during the early sessions of what would be Sticky Fingers. The Rolling Stones gave a Los Angeles radio station a demo, and uh, they played it while they drove around and listened to it on the radio.
0: Hmm. That was so nice. I know, right? Stop breaking down, Lily. This is another This is the other another cover.
1: cover, yeah. Delta Blues song recorded by Robert Johnson in 37. Yeah. Right. Upbeat boogie song, strong chorus line. Um, I don't know. That's the all boy's stuff. And um,
0: <laughs> the, this, the, the this next song is, is another, I mean, this song, I think the album has a lot of highlights. And I think this song is an awesome.
1: Oh, well, that's song. a good one. Yeah. I love this song. Written about founding day a never... It's
0: called Shine a Light.
1: Yes, Shine a Light. Uh, written about Brian Jones. Uh, It was reworked and released following his death in 69. It was uh, credited to usual Stones writer Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, uh, but it was largely Mick Jagger. Uh, Jagger began writing the song in early 68 when the Stones still had guitarist Brian Jones as a member. The song was originally titled Get a Line on You, and it Mm. um, talks about his drug addiction, of course, Mm -hmm. and his detachment from the rest of the band. Uh, The final version featured Jagger on vocals, Stones producer Jimmy Miller on drums instead of Watts. Hmm. and Mick Taylor on electric guitar and bass guitar
3: wow
0: um I believe um the producer is also playing guitar playing drums on Happy
1: okay I didn't get I that think. I think I think I'm not it's
0: sure th- I think you're right yeah um because this was one of those songs that like he said um that, like the the germ of it was laid down um without anybody else Which Bobby right. Keys was staying yeah. there and the yeah. producer was staying you're there you're correct and so he mm-hmm, came. So mm-hmm. so he so he said, well, "Why don't I come out and just play drums on this?" And that's actually ended up being the that's, drum track yeah, that's on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's my thought on that. Um, so this is an awesome album, and 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 I should let's 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 just kind of like also mention that the album was criticized for not having a clear direction. Right. That was the initial sort of knee jerk. And, and hey, face it, man, it doesn't have you know. I thought it was kind of themed per and, side. Okay, like- all right. Well, that's what I look at. But it's but, but just like, it isn't, it, it really, the singles and the hits, etc., feel incidental. It feels like these guys were just like, look, we're just jamming in a basement, and exactly. this is what we made. Right. And some of it happened to be super radio-friendly and become, like, like happy and... Um, Dumblin Dice mm-hmm. those songs have become like staples like yeah. the big rock station in Pittsburgh plays those songs like, yeah. I'm sure every single day Exactly I'm sure you hear this mm-hmm. you, if you listen 24 hours you will hear one of the, you will hear both those songs Hey Michelle Yeah exactly Just play happy
1: for Exactly I'm down on blown sh- ox Oh my god stop
0: <laughs> Um I since since we are talking about um uh this album and I, and my uh lyrics with Ludini is uh, from this album I'm gonna uh, just go ahead and get into that now yeah. instead of the new and notable yeah I'm really excited to hear what Lily came up with for this I love hearing her um my what? Like your the songs, oh, like you know, the the bands or whatever you. Right. Oh, want to why? Cause I do because I <laughs> love them, and that that band that you talked about last week. You like them? Yeah, and it turns out I had had them. So I was already subscribed to their YouTube channel like years ago, and I didn't. I had forgotten. Oh. you know what I mean? Was it uh, well, what? LA, maybe you.
2: or maybe no. LA? It was. Um, oh, that was the week before.
1: No, I can't remember who it is. It's the Sorry. Rush like Band. Why can't I? The think two guys. Their name? There's a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays uh, the
0: bass pedals with Fudge the. Fudge sickles. What is the? The Fudge sickles. That's their name. The Fudge sickles. It's everybody. It's not that. No. It's the Fudge sickles. No, Rrr. it actually is the Fudge sickles. It's not. That is their <laughs> name.
2: People, please don't look up the Fudge sickles. But um.
0: <laughs> this is a you know Keith had come up with this riff and Mick worked with the words and they worked it together and they this is a classic Mick and Keith
2: Mick and song.
0: Keith right okay and um you know it's beautiful this riff is beautiful the the song is beautiful and it's tough and it's melodic and it's bluesy it's like got like right it's it's all all in there yeah it's all in there so um oh my goodness so let's get into it um well of course you know it wouldn't be a Rock and roll song if it didn't start out with mm yeah woo woo.
1: <laughs> I really like that <laughs> beginning though. And <laughs>
0: you know, right there you know it's yeah, gonna my, be good. Ooh, if it starts with mm yeah woo this woo This is gonna be good. Uh, women think I'm tasty, but they're always trying to waste me. Okay, there you are. it's mm. a good rhyme scheme. Oh no, man. <laughs> Make me burn the candle right down, but baby, baby, don't you need no jewels in my crown. mmm <laughs> cause all you women is low down. Cause all you women is. I see. I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, it sounds like it right. should be said you're with right. like a you know kind of tr- like a traditional African American person's sure, accent. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause all you women is low down gamblers. That's what it sounds. So that's, like right? it should
2: be like that. Yeah.
0: Uh, cheating like I don't know how, baby. Got no flavor. Fever in the funk house now. Dang. Mm. Oh, I think about his flavor, Flav this lowdown and got poor feet of itching you know you know the deuce is still wild oh boy baby I can't stay you got to roll me and call me the tumbling dice always in a hurry never stop to worry you got to see me flashing by so <clears throat> the dude is like hey man you know mm-hmm. it's the it is a, he's a rolling stone literally right legit I mean the song is perfect. <laughs> it's a body Rolling Stone. It's a great song and it's by the Rolling Stones.
1: <laughs> it's uh, like it was written for them. Yeah, Exactly.
0: <laughs> Honey got no money. I'm all sixes, sevens and nines. Yeah. Say now, baby, I'm the rank outsider. You can be my partner in crime. Yeah. So in other words, like I don't have any money, like I'm my my luck is shit, but you know, I'm the rank outsider, like I'm, I'm oh. so low, like I'm the guy you got to be with, right? <laughs> baby, I can't stay. You got to roll me. You call me the tumbling. Roll me. Call me the tumbling dice now, baby. Oh my my my! I'm the lone crap shooter Ooh. playing the field every night. Baby, I can't stay. You got to roll me. You call me the tumbling dice. Call me the tumbling. You got to roll me. You got to roll me. You got, to roll me. You got to roll me. Oh yeah, and call me the tumbling dice. Yeah, I mm-hmm. got to roll me. You yeah. got to roll me. Keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> now now now. Hold on now. I went down, baby. You got to roll me, baby. I'm down. So um oh, my goodness. He's like saying, you gotta you don't don't get too attached. Right? We're gonna do the dirty. But you gotta like, this is how it's gonna be. Yes. You know, he's a, Mick was a player. He's known as what they call a nah. player.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he was. Nah. No, I'm pretty sure. Pssh.
0: So um, I wanted to talk oh, about thing here we go Keith's um, guitar work on this. Uh huh. Um, in order to play t- any kind of Keith R- most of the great classic Keith Richards riffs, you have to retune the guitar to his tuning. Yes. Oh, he had his own. Oh my God, yeah. he's several. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's that. <clears throat> and I was not hip to retuning the guitar at all. I grew up in the era before there were any kind of electronic tuners. Now, there were strobe tuners, but they were wildly expensive. Exactly, yeah. You know, big rock stars had those. Most musicians didn't have them. So you needed a tuning fork or you needed a piano um, or something. awful. Mm-hmm. And then you would have to tune the guitar. So... When I, you know, so I'm reading about, you know, Keith Richards and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Page and some of these guys, and they're playing alternate tunings. I'm like, well, how do they get what it back in tune again? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I was like terrified. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like,
1: I'm having enough trouble learning the notes in regular, regular tuning. <laughs> yes, this tuning. is going to screw me up. So, is There's... this a common concern by all guitar players? I don't know. I'm just talking, I've I'm venting my personal never fears.
0: Um, so, um, but the key, but but and and the cool thing about this, yes, they are in alternate tunings. So this one, "Honky Tonk Woman," um, "Start Me Up," "Start Me Up," I was going to say. Um, me up. Uh, uh, what what is it, Kevin? Uh, can't you hear me knocking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not right because that's not the right tuning for it. But um, <laughs> oh, are geez. all in alternate like different yeah. tunings? It's yeah. So and when you tune the guitar to the correct tuning, you're like, God damn, I sound like Keith it. Richards. That's <laughs> it. You're like, this sounds yeah. so good. Right? You know, it's like, but you can, you can fudge regular tuning on most of his songs. Right. and Like, right. to kind of get through the song.
1: Yeah, I didn't get past the tuning part on my guitar lessons, so, <laughs> so thus I don't play. So if you're,
0: so like if you're at a jam night and somebody wants to do something, you can, you can you get can around it. You still get around it. it. You know, you yeah, have to exactly. stop and wait. I got to tune. Um, so I was terrified of the tuning thing. So I like something I never did. So I'm not good at it at all, um, and um, I, I have like anxiety right now because the guitar is tuned yeah. to open G, oh, and I'm geez. like have anxiety because am I ever going to be able to get it back? Do I get a tuning yeah. again? Yeah. Yes, I know I have a tuner. I, I will get it back, but it's just like one of the things that like it sticks in my craw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's,
2: yeah, it's embedded. So in yeah, there. so
0: yeah. it's like, and I believe the uh, the how it works out is that like <clears throat> the notes end up becoming uh, D. B D G B and D. So it's, it's an open G chord. Oh, it's an open G chord. Okay. I believe that's right. Um I've been drinking, so uh who knows?
2: <laughs> it's, it's gonna sound to real good. Hey everybody out there, you start drinking too. And it'll sound a it'll lot, lot better. Sound great. <laughs>
0: So, Keith's, I mean, that's an amazing riff. Um, yes. And it's just like a lot of open strings, and when you tune to the correct <laughs> tuning, it all, like... Um, The notes sort of fall under your fingers. Right. Just real nice. Yeah. And it kind of makes me feel like he was playing around with the f- different tunings and just like they started putting his fingers places. And yeah. Thought, like, well, oh, that sounds, cool
2: sounds good. I like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, you can always figure, right? see
0: how he put it together. That I
2: understand. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: um, but yeah, that's, um. I just thought it was like really interesting. And I didn't want to get too technical about the, the stuff on the guitar, but. For, for you lay folk out there the guitar has a standard tuning Keith was very often would play around with that and do different mm-hmm. tunings and this is why some of his riffs sound so freaking awesome yeah yep. so um huh and this uh just real quick this uh <coughs> I had figured that out or had was able to play that on the guitar when I was pretty young. But I, I had no idea how to play the re- how to play the rest of it because the rest of it then <laughs> gets into where the strings are tuned in a different way. Exactly. Like, so <clears> oh, I was wait, kind of fudging something kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. But you know, again, it, it's just really neat mix of a lot of different feels, a kind of an R and B thing with a you know, uh, I don't know, real melodic, beautiful kind of thing mm-hmm. too. There's, There's a lot a nice going flow on. Flow to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A
0: great. Of course, a great feel. I mean, like the Stones always had that sort of like. Just kind of like that, super kind of laid back behind the beat. Like, um, what I heard it described as like in most bands, everybody follows the drummer, but in the Stones, everybody follows Keith, including Charlie Watts. And so okay. that was gives them that sort of like kind of sl- you know, swagger. slinky yeah, kind theory. of thing mm-hmm. where the timing feels like it's kind of floating around, but still grooves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is a uh, tumbling dice by the rolling stones uh uh check out the documentary stones in exile mm-hmm. you guys you guys you Very guys, you guys will Very, really like that yeah. so uh, check that out okay so let's move on to uh our new and notable and lily i don't know what yours is so Ooh, i'm really excited to, to hear and by the guy well, guys i hope you're sticking around because at the end we are going to address any comments questions so if you have comments yeah. questions you have ideas <clears throat> you know what i'd like to hear i'd like to he- Throw me something you'd like to see on a T-shirt, like a saying or oh something. Oh Lord! I, are we we gotta do something. Balls oh. deep. Yeah, balls deep. Um, uh, we built we built these titties on rock and roll. <laughs> I still think that would be sounds good. like a good uh, good idea. Not always. Um, so so we're doing our new. In- so this is where wow. we like try to um, introduce you guys to maybe something new that we discovered and thought was really cool, and maybe you would like it too. So Lily, what you got?
1: Well, I am going to talk about a singer specifically. It's uh, Diamante. I know she's been around since 2013, but I feel like she's often overlooked. And uh, recently, she has changed her. She's known for that really bright blue, beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. She's recently changed it to a very platinum blonde, and she's looking more supermodel-ish. Um, mm, more supermodel-ish. like a, bomb, a bombshell than a punk. Um, re- kind of like a punk shell. Punk shell.
2: Oh, there you go. Um, in
1: 2015, she released the Dirty Blonde EP, <laughs> and the singles Goodbye and Bite <laughs> Your Kiss were released in 2013 and 2014. Um... Her first widely released work was in 2017 with the single (laughs) Haunted, Not Poop. Not Poop. (laughs) Her album, uh, Coming in Hot, was released under Better Noise Records in 2018. I hate you. (laughs) That was a Better Noise. Which featured the song Sleepwalking and War Cry. In 2017, she provided the backing vocals on All That Remains cover. (laughs) This one's something to pay attention to. Come on. Backing vocals on the All That Remains cover of Garth Brooks' song, The Thunder Rolls, which is a great cover. Dang. in 2018 Ooh. she provided guest vocals on the bad Wolves song hear me now which mm-hmm. i love that band um and on january 17 2020 she announced her departure from better noise music and released the single obvious yeah. um and her, her second studio album came out in april 2021 it's called american dream and um no she was going into a record then it's, it's supposed it was supposed to be out may 7th of 2021 i have not listened to it yet it is on my list of things to listen to, so hopefully it's mm-hmm. amazing, but I do love her voice. I got to see her live once where I was uh, photographing her at Starlake, and she's just amazing on stage. Nice. And I think her voice
0: is just gorgeous. Um, who was, uh, who was she playing with?
1: It was her own thing. She had her own band.
0: No, 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 no. Oh,
1: you mean who was she opening for? Yeah. Um, it was also Breaking Benjamin.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And,
1: um... Because she was trying with White... Dorothy.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Cause she oh, was, Dorothy, She okay. did tour with Whitesnake yeah. at
1: one time, too. Yeah.
0: Um... Kevin and I are very familiar with Diamante. Yeah. Wiz was like somebody that we were, when we played music on here before we knew we weren't allowed mm-hmm. to. Yeah, <laughs> We we played Diamante's days. music about uh, 12 years ago or something like yeah. that. She yeah. is
1: continuing to do stuff, though, so I think I just want to keep her out in the open. That's yes. a,
0: I think that's a really good pick. Yes. Um, This band right here is a band that I think... Yes. That I th- a lot of people who are like the demogra- are like target demographic, mm-hmm. um, would like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, and um, this is a band called Iconic. Oh, it's Marco Mendoza. Oh, it's got Michael Sweet, Joel oh. Hoekstra, Marco Mendoza, and Tommy Aldridge. Wow, yeah,
2: holy, all of them this guys. It's what they call
0: supergroup, of yes. course. Uh, it's called Iconic. Is it
2: the Conventional spelling, I see? Yeah, no, yes, okay.
0: it's a conventional spelling. This is the only problem with the band is the name because when you search iconic, oh, no. yeah. you don't get this at all. And then, so I was like, okay, I'll search iconic band. Well, then it comes up uh, with like uh, all green, the iconic and Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. <laughs> oh, yes, those are iconic bands. I get yes, it. Yes. <clears throat> so, I hate when that happens. So like they should have called themselves, you know, uh, an, iconic, ton- iconic tonic or, yeah. you know, iconic, something, you know something like... You know what I mean? So I think you guys are, you know, I hate when that happens. Like, I, I that, there's other bands that, like...
2: Let's name the, our band Live!
0: Oh. Yeah, it's wow. really like funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah so, so if you search live band, well, all oh, right, live exactly. band's playing, yeah, you know, it's like, right, no, you know, uh-huh. right, exactly. You'll find all the shows. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, of course, um, this is features Michael Sweet on guitar, wow. Prime more more or less. With Nathan James is actually the lead the lead singer, but they do trade off and they do have really good harmonies. Um, the album I don't believe has been released yet, but they do have a single uh, called "Nowhere to Run," and you can find it on YouTube. So you should guys should definitely check it. out. I have a link in the show notes to some more uh, detailed information on it. But it's, if you like, <clears throat> how can I put it? They, it is very kind of like. Um, the song their their song is very rooted in like classic rock slash 80s rock Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of sound okay but without it's but it's kind of still kind of has like a modern kind of vibe okay I don't know how else to explain it um, so you should check. You should check them out. I think if you know, I think you guys like like our show and the topics we pick with the different bands we talk about. You know, Van Halen, Aerosmith, The Rolling Stones, ACDC, dc blah blah blah. I think like this is something that like you're gonna go. Oh, this is cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. I think you guys would dig it. Um, I I do like the song "Nowhere to Run." I think it's I think it's a good effort. I think it's cool. So I'm glad that uh, they are out there doing doing their thing. Oh my goodness. You
1: never heard have you heard about this project, Lily? You never heard about I it? I briefly did, but I didn't actually know everybody who was in it. I saw Marco Mendoza yeah. in the photo. I'm like, Oh, I've interviewed Not him. him. Yep. <laughs> he was in Dead Daisies for a hot second. There so. you go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys play with a lot of different people. Um there's a kind of
1: Well it's a super group, so Yeah, <laughs> and I think they're probably
0: I think how this probably said they I think they're all Nashville guys and I think that's probably how they got Bama together. But nice. Um, oh, this day and what the Beatles did. <laughs> there <laughs> it is. Ah, here we go. <laughs> um on this day in 1960, this is May 10th, my
2: birthday. Yeah.
0: Uh 13th. on 1960 Good the Silver Beatles. What? Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, Stuart Sutcliffe, and Tommy Moore auditioned for promoter Larry Parnes Mm -hmm. and singer Billy Fury for a job as Fury's backup group. Parnes was also looking for backup groups for his lesser-known acts, and the Silver Silver Beatles were selected as a backing group for singer Johnny Gentle's upcoming tour of Scotland. (laughs) The group had changed its name from... Beatles. (laughs) Beatles to the Silver Beatles after Brian Caster of Cass and the Casanovas remarked that the name Beatles was ridiculous, and it is. I suggested Mm -hmm. to use their. Uh, named Long John in the, the Silver Beetles.
1: That's hot. That's But John Lennon
0: refused to be referred to as Long John. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was know, a great Mandan. call. You, might have missed, you so? may have missed the boat there. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Long John, mm-hmm. Chuck Berry.
1: The Rolling Ho. Stones
0: recorded the Chuck Berry song, Come On, at Olympic Studios in London. This band's uh, first release was issued on the 7th of June, 1963. So this was like... Uh, um, this was their first release. It was a cover of Chuck Berry, in 1963. Nice. The Stones, um, the Rolling Stones again. Recorded a yeah. version. I can't get no satisfaction. Chess Records in Chicago on this day with Brian Jones on harmonica. On this day, in 1965, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards appeared at the Chester Crown Court, Sussex, charged with being in possession of drugs. Surprise! Elect to go to trial, pleading not guilty, and were both granted uh, one hundred dollars, <laughs> one hundred pounds bail. 1960s day in 1967. (laughs) Nice. Okay, so let's get away from the Beatles and the Rolling Stones for a second. And talk about another band you may have heard of called Led Zeppelin. I mean, I've heard it made their first appearance sure. on the U.K. album chart when the band's debut album charted at number six, going to, going on to spend 71 weeks on the U.K. Nice. chart. chart. It entered the U.S. chart the following week at number 10, recorded in around 36 hours. The album is now considered one of the most important debuts in rock, creating entirely new interpretation of rock music of the rock and roll genre with groundbreaking musical styles and recording techniques on this day in 1969, dudes. Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, This day in 1969. Also, Frank Sinatra's version of My Way made it to the British top 10 for the first time. Wow. Um, Took you long enough. Okay. Belinda Carlisle.
3: Mm-hmm. all
0: uh, girl group 1985 were skipping way ahead the Go-Go's announced they were breaking up
3: Oh,
0: on this day but Belinda, Carlyle and Joan Wheedland uh, went on to like really big success Jane Jane, 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 Jane
2: Weedlin. Jean did I say Jean you said Joan that's okay Joan that's her younger sister <laughs> it's close enough. <laughs>
0: Rock me Amadeus was number one by Fal- Falco, Falco? Yeah. Uh, on the UK Singles Charts this day in 1986. Wow. I-, I don't know. I think the song is kind of infectious. Like That's I- the problem. I crank <laughs> it yeah. up. Exactly. Um, and speaking, of, another song I think is really infectious is this one by the Pet oh, yeah. Shop Boys, West End Girls. West End, West End Bridge. Uh, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I say West End Bridge. West End, East bridge. End Girls ain't going down to West, West End. End
1: Bridge is why Sorry sorry
2: those
0: <laughs> East end boys going down West end bridge I think he's one of them East end boys going down to West end bridge you right. know what I'm talking about Mhm uh-huh. That sounds dirty <clears throat> This was the yeah. pet shop boys Um and I and I had a friend who was living she was bartending in London at this when this song came out uh-huh. nice. and she said this is uh, the song app accurately depicts this idea of the East End girls, yeah, and West End, yeah, hmm. uh, West End girl, East End boys and West End girls. Uh, Tommy Lee, Motley Crue drummer, married TV star Heather Locklear. Wow. What, even after she, he said, "I love you" in fall in the in that show, The Fall Guy.
1: <laughs> and all and Nikki Six was so dr- uh, drugged up he doesn't even remember the
2: one. That's nice. That's beautiful. That's love.
1: Uh, tr- uh, Truth by uh, Truth or Dare
0: by Madonna
2: uh-huh. uh,
0: with a documentary. Did
2: you ever see that? No. Yep. Very interesting.
0: Shel Silverstein. You remember him? Yes. Oh, sure. A lot of people do not realize.
2: <laughs> I remember him wow. well. There he goes. A lot. I That's met him in Delhi. Oh. <laughs> well,
0: what a, what a mutton was really nice and lean, right.
1: sure. <laughs> I cannot stand you two. <laughs> Sorry
0: bacon, lettuce and mutton when the mutton mutton's mm. like mmm, mm. bagel locks. We'll throw a little gabagool on top. It's
2: <laughs> oh, now we're mixing. <laughs> now we're now we're crossbreeding. <laughs> okay, never mind.
0: Do you know, Cher actually has a song called "Half Breed." Yes, yes, I love
2: that song. <laughs> Big
0: hit. <laughs> Why didn't that? Well, that should have been on our list of politically incorrect songs. <laughs> wow. That is right like way wow. out. That remember, and also the Cherokee people. Yeah, the Cherokee Nation. It's called Cherokee, Cherokee Nation. Nation, but the core is Cherokee. <laughs> But Shel Silverstein, who was um, known as a poet, cartoonist, screenwriter, author of children's books, died of a heart attack at the age of 57, 1999. He wrote A Boy Named Sue for Johnny Cash. Okay. And he wrote um, Cover of the Rolling Stone for Dr. Hook. For Dr. Hook. Yeah, Yeah. We knew that.
1: We knew that, though.
0: Bobby Brown, not that Bobby Brown, Lily, don't get excited, one. was arrested at Newark Airport, New Jersey, for breaking his probation order. Naughty, he had been naughty. wanted in Florida since 99 for his probation uh, officer reported that a urine test proved Oops. positive for cocaine. Ah, no, no, not Bobby Brown. No. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bolton lost <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> I always that, thought that Bolton... Uh,
2: Ass hat. Bolt on. <laughs> uh, he
0: was uh, lost his appeal a, uh, against a court ruling that, that he stole part of his 91 mm-hmm. hit Love is a Wonderful mm-hmm. Thing from the Isley Brothers song. Bolton had asked for a retrial following a 94 jury verdict that had that he had plagiarized parts of the Isley Brothers song of the same name. It <laughs> well, was I'm the same name me. and everything, dude. Come on. But uh, an appeals court uh, panel upheld the ruling which awarded the group... $5.4 4 million on wow. the preference of Bolton's song, one of his biggest hits.
1: Hmm. Ouchie.
0: That's one of those things. That's one of those, like, th- there's a podcast, 10, 10 rock songs that prove crime doesn't pay. Um, <laughs> this song,
2: <laughs> yeah. the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. what's that one that Tom Petty sued over? Um, uh, it, it was a ripoff of uh, I Won't Back Down.
1: I'd have to look it up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it, oh, it's, the Verve with... The uh,
0: Verve yeah. with... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, this Day 2013, uh, uh, Teddy Metal. Okay. Teddy, Teddy Metal? Teddy Metal. Teddy Metal. There's a band Be- name. Baby Metal. Oh, my. Two-year degree in heavy metal music was branded as an easy option by education uh, campaigners. The foundation degree was being offered by a new college, New College Nottingham in the UK. The course was, the course which was due to start later this year would include modules on the music business, the history of heavy metal and its role in films and video games and would show students how to compose and perform heavy metal songs. So you could literally get a degree in heavy metal Why? at this college. did I awesome. not get that?
1: <laughs> 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 now I'm sad for going to art school. Well, See, what did you I learn? go to art school. Nothing. I'm a, I'm a receptionist now.
0: Mm. Uh, two men were arrested in Dublin on this day in 2013 Why? Uh, because they were accused of pushing over the statue of Phil Linnet. Ah! I remember when that happened. They
2: should have been murdered. Strung, string them up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Phil. Touched Happy that birthday
0: today, guys. To, birth- to who? To,
2: to who, Lou? Lou? Whose
0: birthday's today, Lou? Bert Whedon. Bert Whedon um, was born this day in 1920 and he wrote a lot of guitar books that Eric Clapton, Brian May, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, John Lennon, Keith Richards, like, learned out of. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah.
2: Huh. He ain't no Mel Bay. <laughs> wow.
0: My
1: eye's watering.
2: I'm sorry. It's
1: okay.
0: Mike uh, Melvoin, American jazz pianist, <laughs> was born this day, played mm-hmm. with Frank Sinatra, John Lennon, Tom Waits, Barbara Streisand... Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Henry uh, Fambro uh, from American Rhythm and Blues a vocal group, the Detroit Spinners, who had the 80, number one, and number two a hit in the UK, Working My Way Back to You. Oh,
2: there you go. I like that well, song. That's a good skated one. to that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, Donovan, singer-songwriting guitarist who scored 66 number one and 67 number two single, Sunshine Superman. Mellow Yellow reached number two the Amazing. following year. And Hurdy Gertie Man reaching the top five.
2: Mm-hmm. Father of Ioni Sky, everybody.
1: Nice. Yes. I like Ioni Sky. I do
2: too. Jeez. I miss her. Dave Mason from the
0: band Traffic. Sure. I was just jamming to... Um, uh, a low spark of high heel boys ah, the, other, yes. uh, today. the other day oh, um, earlier today. English singer songwriter Dave Mason, Traffic '67, "Hole in My Shoe" solo. It well, We just disagree. Remember, we just disagree. That was a big uh-huh. pop hit. Worked with many notable musicians, including Eric Clapton, George Harrison, Jimi Hendrix, Fleetwood Mac, Jay Ferguson from the group Ooh. Spirit. I got a line on you. Uh-huh. Happy birthday to Jay today. Michael Bolton again. Not Mike Bolton. Sorry, Mick Bolton. Oh, so close. This was uh, keyboard is best known for playing with Mattha Hoople mm. and Dexy's Midnight Runners. Wow. Oh. He had a kind of eclectic career there. Yes, he did. Um, uh, uh, English rhythm and blues singer Lee Brillo, who sang with Dr. Feelgood in 79. Not that one. She does it right. <laughs> uh, Sly Dunbar, session drummer.
2: I used to go to, what was his Played name again? with Peter again?
0: Tosh, Robert Palmer. What was his name? Sly Dunbar. Sid Vicious. Oh, yes. John Ritchie, a.k.a. Sid Vicious, bass and vocals. The Sex Pistols was born in this day in 1957. <laughs> she died of a heroin overdose on the 2nd of February,
2: 79. So you yes. guys were born on the same day. Explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got this girl named Nancy you should meet.
0: Carl Hyde from the British electronic music group, (sighs) Underworld, who had the '96 number two single, Born Slippy. (laughs) Was he from
2: Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's all Slippy. It's all Slippy. Careful, Kay. Just be careful. It's kind of Slippy out there. Don't be nebby. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) I can't. Irish singer-songwriter Paul Hewson, also known as Bono, Ah, was born uh, this day in 1960. Wow. Do I need to you Are you who- serious? You guys are born. Yeah, the same yeah, things? yeah. Bono and I have That's the same awesome. birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bono love Bono. American musician Richard Patrick, guitarist with filter. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know
2: that. So that guy don't get shit. He don't get mentioned. <laughs> he
1: don't get dick. Also, Brady not. Novotny says happy birthday. Tales from the ro- of the road blah, Tales of the road warriors says happy birthday. Hey, Bill Damiano says happy birthday. And Chris and um, Raven. Raven, sorry, my I'm brain's broken. Uh, my also say happy birthday. <laughs> Excelente. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, uh... Excelente. Oh yes, John. Of course.
0: What's up, John. Thank you, John. Jeff Wargo. Rick Hopkins Jr.
1: I know, Rick. He's from leprosy, or not leprosy. I always say that. It's word ordeal.
0: (laughs) Wow, he has leprosy. No, that's a band leprosy, (laughs) but he's not in it, and I always associate him with the band leprosy, which I should not. Tales of the Road Warriors. That's um, that's Hal. Yes, I know. (laughs) I don't think I can do that, Dave. (laughs) Also, Rick is
1: in Corpse God. It's a newer band. Corpse God. Yes.
0: You heavy metal guys, man, like, you just <laughs> name a band anything, <laughs> won't you? You just, like, they just don't give a fuck. What metal?
2: Metal up your ass. Wow. That would be painful. That went a
0: lot faster than I thought it was going to go. I thought this was going to be like a long. Where
2: would they call <laughs> professionals? Yeah, that's what like it's like called. A long, <laughs> long, long podcast. Um, what... This podcast made me happy. <laughs> By the way, Good. that
0: the tax rate in England at that time, oh and I God. think it's still around this amount, ninety three percent. Yeah, Is that nuts. So, what? well, that's socialism. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. That they don't, what? they get wow. they tons and tons of social programs, so they yeah. got. That's so how they pay for it. That's great. Uh, um, anyways, um, I think that's about it. Next week, okay. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about this. Okay. Okay. So yeah. let's let's go and get into our shit here. Oh no. no. So next week is the 16th, right? That's what you yeah. tell me. Yeah, yeah. Ten rock and metal bands that never had a lineup change.
2: Oh, that would be a good one there, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Ten
1: rock and metal bands. That never yeah. had a
2: lineup change. In the podcast on Monday there, you know. It's it's not Tuesday next week. It'll be the regular Monday event, you know. Right, Lou?
0: Yeah, Okay. listen, I'll fax those VIN numbers over to you right away. Right away. There, right know. away. Right away. Let me find oh, them. Let sure. me find them. Why
1: don't you just send it on a dinosaur if you're gonna fax it? That's um,
0: <laughs> no, that's from. Uh, Do
2: you get
1: Fargo. hold on? Shh. I was
0: no, gonna I'm say sorry. I was gonna ask. I no, totally got, got that.
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> oh, he's playing the scene.
0: Yeah, All I was right. playing. I was doing the whole Fargo thing, but yeah. So, uh, ten rock and metal bands, and and you go like, no, that can't be. But there actually there they are. There actually are.
1: I can't wait to research that, actually. Some of them yeah,
0: don't exist anymore, but... What?
1: No. But that's okay. No.
0: And um, the 23rd is going to be our, our favorite Canadian rock bands that aren't oh.
1: Rush. I'm going to tell you what. I will be there, but I will be exhausted, but I will be there. Okay. Just give me a couple of shots. I'll be fine. Okay.
0: There you
2: go. <laughs> That aren't Rush. That aren't I love Rush. that. So no Rush, yeah, okay?
0: There's, there's because still, we know right now, Like between me, Keith, and Kevin, you know, we we'll <coughs> all love Rush. <laughs> <coughs> exactly. You can
1: include Rush. I'm <coughs> just and we're the going. For and we're, you
2: because we love you. We won't. Oh, include I
0: Rush. love you guys back. And we're going to round out May, uh, because we're gonna we're we're gonna do Memorial Day yeah. here. Um, so we're gonna be having hot dogs and hamburgers and podcasting. Oh, yummy! Can we uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Noise. Seven powerful rock and metal songs about soldiers. That's a good one.
2: That'll be a good one, folks. So you I'm know.
1: gonna wear red, white, and blue. Yes.
2: Bikini? Yeah.
1: Nice. Probably, Me
2: too. Probably <laughs> <laughs> Now you know why I'm hidden. Uh... <laughs> Ow. <laughs>
0: You know, I mean, I can't take ins anywhere. Ah,
3: That's why we're not anywhere. We're in your house.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. If you haven't listened to Exile on Main Street in a little while, give it a chance. It's It's really good. Yeah, it's it's a really fun
2: record. uh... We've talked about this in the past. I'm not one to sit there and listen to a whole album, but today I did, and I... Freaking enjoyed the thing. You had a good time. The bad, I did.
0: That crazy thing it sounded pretty all right to I me. Said that was really nice.
2: Oh, it was lovely.
0: And don't forget to check out Diamante and yes. Iconic those yes. bands as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, Lily V Six, go ahead and uh, remind us again where we may partake Find of me. your your titty talk. <laughs> That's Whoa. not a
1: thing. However, <laughs> on Thursdays you can Whoa. listen to Hot Licks with Lily Six at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. On Rock Rage Radio, you can download the app for free or go to rockrageradio.com. I have the Stage of Dreams on interview this week, and they are a band out of Ohio, so check them out.
0: Oh, hi! What state is high in the middle and round round on on both both ends? ends. (laughs) Ohio. Uh, Pittsburgh, Kevin, anything you would like to say? I'm
2: going with... to have to start doing a Moon show, I think. I'm I, I, you know, Not necessarily on a platform. I'm just going to sit in my living room. And we'll talk to talk yourself. To myself.
1: And then I'm going to come knock on your door. Yeah, yeah, come and knock on my door. It's
2: two o'clock in the morning. Shut the F up. <laughs> Sorry, Lily. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, when we're done with the podcast, tell everybody what we're going to do. We're going to go next door.
1: Yeah. yeah, we
2: have uh, somebody
0: that popped up a trailer in somebody's yard <laughs> here in the neighborhood, so we're not exactly sure what's going on with that.
2: Yeah, and they like to play a banjo. So, where do they get They're a load my of new us? best friends. Where do they get a load of that? Lou and I have about, what, 1,500 watts of power between the two of us?
1: <laughs> I'll bring the
0: tambourine. Hey, man, oh. I, I respect banjo people. Yeah, I do, too. Have you ever watched the movie Deliverance?
1: Yes. The I, last I, thing you I want hate
0: it. is some motherfucker with a banjo to come out of the woods. Fuck
1: that. It'll no, ever the get answer it. is no. Drunk, drunk Kermit plays the banjo, too. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about your uh, love love for the Muppets.
1: It's okay. I like Sunday, Drunk Find it. Like- you'll find it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Kermit's been drunk a time or two
2: I bet you he has He's what? married to Miss Piggy he's, he's, Sometimes they, his finger smells Well they like, got
1: married in Muppets Take Manhattan uh, so It was yeah. a
2: sham wedding
1: She tricked him But guess what
2: Did he pork her?
1: Uh, hey you guys Have a great week
0: We'll catch y'all Stay, <laughs> stay free We'll catch y'all On the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus <laughs>